Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome to today's third birthday extravaganza. I cannot believe, truly, that we're at RTBB's third birthday and that I have been podcasting for three years. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. If today's your first episode or you're like 80 something, um, I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen and it brings me so much joy to think about people you know, commuting to work or washing the dishes or on a hot girl walk or something like that, listening to my stupid theories and my, you know, little thoughts about TV shows, etc. I know I'm always not the most consistent podcaster. It's a little up and down sometimes, but it really has brought me a lot of joy. I love the new friends that I've made through podcasting, all of the people that I've met, all of the great conversations I've had, you know, some some that have um, really influenced the way I see the world. And I just so appreciate what this podcast has brought into my life. Today is a special episode. I'm going to share a new story that I haven't shared on the pod. And then we are going to take a look back at a a bunch of clips from the past year and just reminisce a little bit. So let's get to my first story. So I couldn't remember if I had told this story uh, on the podcast and it is one of my like all-time stories. Like you know when you have a story that you like tell at parties or it's like your go-to story. I have a few. (laughs) definitely the haircut story which I'm about to tell you the Starbucks one which I told on like one of the first couple episodes of the podcast the story about my cousin's bachelorette in Hawaii which I don't think I've shared on the podcast but I definitely will have to one day I don't know you know you just have those stories in your back pocket (laughs) for whenever you feel like you know you need to put on a little bit of a performance and I just tweeted out have I ever told the haircut story on the podcast not thinking like maybe people would be like yeah maybe I think so or like no or whatever but it was so cool an account called Rob's Fact Checker aka Costa messaged me on Twitter and asked if I needed some help finding out if I had shared this story on the pod and I think most people know this but just some backstory I am a longtime listener and patron of the podcast Rob is a podcast he covers tons of reality tv most specifically Survivor that I watch so I've been following Rob's fact checker who um, verifies the things that get said on Rob has a podcast on Twitter for a long time and they did me the absolute honor and privilege because trust me I was the most annoying uh, person to deal with they did me the honor and scanned all my previous episodes 
and said that I have not shared this uh, story on the podcast. So I'm going to share it now. And thank you so much, Costa, for just, you know, taking the time out of your day to do that. I so appreciate it. So a handful of years ago, I like just didn't like just forgot about getting a haircut, I guess. Like it wasn't like unruly when you have the most basic bitch haircut. Like I, I would say like like me. I would say even like no haircut. Um, sometimes you can just like honestly like forget that you have a hair like need a haircut because my hair is just like brown and straight. So there was one year a few years ago and I had like horse girl long hair. It was like absolutely disgusting. I have no idea how like people didn't tell me to like chop it all off um until again my sisters told me to chop it all off and I was home in my hometown Kamloops over Christmas break it was actually uh New Year's Eve and I was like this was the 30th and I was like okay the 31st I am chopping off all my hair and I have enough that if I donate it which is like nine or like 11 inches sorry to my metric people I literally don't even know what that is in centimeters but it would be down to like my boobs so it's like I was cutting off my hair but it was long enough that like I would have medium length hair so it's like it's not a big deal at all and I can still you know do this great thing donate my hair somebody gets a wig out of it so it's the 30th I'm searching online again I'm not in the city I usually live in so I'm like I don't know where to get my hair cut I end up finding an appointment the next day at like 11 a.m um, at this mall salon but if you can believe it no red flags are going off at this point point. and I was really I think I was really calm which is weird because in grade nine I did a full bob and had like a full-on identity crisis and like I uh, had a meltdown and hated like every single uh, picture of my hair that summer but again it was so long and I was chopping off yeah like only enough to have medium length hair so I didn't really think too much of it so I book with this random hair stylist I get to the salon and I'm like yeah I'm donating it so it needs to be in a ponytail because obviously you can't just mail like a sack of uh like scraps of hair like it has to be put together in one piece and you bring your envelope and the hairdresser just puts the ponytail in the envelope and you mail it which again no red flags were going off at this point but I sit down in the stylist like chair she puts my hair in a ponytail and she chops it off. She like kind of moves me, like moves the chair and I can kind of see myself in the mirror and it's like my hair is down to my boobs. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. Like now she can just like add some layers and I can be on my merry way, stop at Canada Post on the way home. And then she's like, oh, and turns me a little bit the other way and my hair is like above my shoulders <laughs> like below not below my ear but like right below my chin so it is completely and absolutely like the definition of lopsided and 
and I am starting to have a mental panic. So then obviously she has to make it even. So she cuts the other side to like my chin and then styles it. I go home with like literally like not a Kate Middleton haircut. That's what I thought I was going home with. Um, a John and eight. <laughs> no, John and Kate plus eight uh, haircut. Uh, like a can I speak to the manager haircut just like absolutely devastating for a person of my age and like I said before it's uh New Year's so I had to like go out that night with my girlfriends and pretend that I was mentally well (laughs) anyways I slightly recover I am back home I go on YouTube like days after this disastrous haircut and the first video that pops up is how to cut your hair for wig donations and I click on it and the person getting their haircut has like 10 tiny ponytails and it's like oh my fucking god how did no one realize that that's what you have to do to make it not lopsided as you put like you know five or six little ponytails and you mail the five or six little ponytails not just one huge ponytail and that has haunted me for like seven years now (laughs) have you ever had a disastrous haircut please uh let me know in I was gonna say the comments below but dm me comment on one of my posts tweet at me let me know and of course, send me pictures. I fucking hate when people are like, it's just hair. It'll grow back. It's like, okay, you know that a full like head of hair takes like a year to grow out and a year is a long time. So I get that it just comes back, but like, it's not like it comes back the next day. Like you're waiting like a year and you probably guessed this, but if you didn't, I am definitely 100, 1000% the bitch that uh, turns around in the stylist chair, looks in the mirror, absolutely loathes her haircut and, you know, smiles uh, (laughs) through tears and tells the stylist how much I love and appreciate it and then tip 20% on my way out. Uh, Anyways, Thank you so much to Rob's Fact Checker for ensuring that I am not a story repeater on this podcast. I so appreciate it. Okay, now that we've gone through a new story, let's get to the clip show. We are throwing it back to November 2020, where Champ and I were talking about which celebrity Chris was our favorite. I, w- I want to ask you though, Tori, I think I know your answer to this question already, but I was wondering who you think is the best Chris. And my prediction is that because I know how much you like when celebrities get their peens out on social media accidentally, <laughs> I know you love a good uh, accidental peen pick. Uh, I think your favorite is Chris Evans. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, Sorry, I think I just I, I'll threw add to this up. as well is that I don't even think you know who he is, but I think that you know about the peen pick and that's why he's your favorite. True or false? <laughs> um, okay, so false. <laughs> at, at, at the beginning of 2020, 
I tried to cancel penis pics. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I didn't see that in the trending topics. I didn't know. Okay, I don't know if I actually said this on the podcast or if it was at work, which is kind of even more <laughs> concerning. But I swear to God, I've said the, ha- the hashtag, like, cancel dick pics 2020. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think that it was at work, which is less concerning because I do work in sexualized violence prevention and they're often unsolicited, which is a form of harassment. So maybe it's not that weird that I said it at work, but no one needs a dick pic. I honestly think solicited or not. Like, it's just no one needs that. (laughs) Truly. I don't think I don't know one person that's been happy receiving a dick pic. And Chris Evans, especially because it was unsolicited. Just the same. He said that it was like, it was like, oh, this is a leaked photo. And then he was like, now that I've got your attention, please vote. And I was like, this isn't the way to do it. Important to vote for vote, though. Absolutely. But I don't think it's like, oh, I just saw Chris Evans dick. Now I need to like run to my like post office with my mail-in ballot. <laughs> you got to flex your democratic muscle. i am absolutely speechless the election time was pretty tense (laughs) i think we were all on our wits end but i know the listeners always love when champ makes an appearance on rtbp but let's quickly move on to our second clip i'm joined by teddy and we're talking about the Princess Switch 2. Okay, we wanted to talk about The Princess Switch. I obviously watched the first movie when it came out mm-hmm. um, in like 2018 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, I couldn't get through the second one. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, 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 there's a trick to these movie story, especially for this one. You watch it and wait. So I watched it over the course of three separate days. I just really finished it before the podcast. I had like five minutes left. It got super cheesy. Um, it's, it's a lot of the same story again, but I love Christmas movies. I know they're going to end up together at the end. That's fine with me. I watch for the cute boys. That's fine with me. Um, the decorations and soundtracks, if you know, it is the same story over and over again, but I, I'm a sucker for that. Just like I'm a Christmas music. I love Vanessa Hudgens and Christmas movies. Personally, this me is her too. niche. She's found her thing. I'm not embarrassed for her. You know, get your paycheck. You're working. I, I enjoy She's a, She has a good Christmas spirit, in my opinion. Okay, you've touched on some really important things that I want to talk about. A, you're totally right. I should have watched this in two chunks. I'll probably finish <laughs> the rest of it tonight. I got, like, three quarters of the way through. Like, I'm at the, like, part where one of the three Vanessa Hutchins gets kidnapped. Like, can't recall who it was. Like, honestly, and I it was, like, 12 hours ago. Like... So rough. Um, But yeah, I'm like an hour 30 out of like two hours in. Like I'm pretty, pretty much done. Um, That was a question that I had for you is, are you embarrassed for these people? And I I saw that question. No, I'm not. I, I, you're working. It's more embarrassing if you're not shown. Everyone loves a classic Christmas movie. No matter what, at the end of the day, kids will watch it. If anything, you know what I mean? And, and she still, she still can sing if she needs to. Uh, she will always have high school musical to fall back on. No, she's where I'm. I'm happy for her. I know 
she had a little questionable mishap earlier this year with coronavirus that just now remembering, I may be getting letting her off too easy here, but um, I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed her and Christmas together. Yeah, I think like for her especially, this is such an easy transition from like Disney Channel movies yes. to, oh, good point. to Netflix. Yeah. Like it's basically like same, same. Um, and you're right. She also was in Night Before Christmas. Love that one too. So good. Like that was yeah. actually like one that I like fully watched, like fully paying attention. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm a, I feel a little embarrassed. I think like so. I don't think that I'm embarrassed that she's doing Christmas movies on Netflix. I think the premise of the three, like, (laughs) triplets. It's like if Paratrap had a part three. (laughs) Like, I was like, (laughs) like, the first one, I was like, okay, this is, like, kind of getting a little bit embarrassing. Like, you changing your, like, accent and stuff. But then once we got to three characters of the same person, I was like, this is a touch embarrassing. Imagine the third movie. It'll be quintuplets. Yeah. <laughs> there should not be a third. I will say this. As much as I love the idea, if there's a third movie and I see five Vanessa Hudgens, that's <laughs> yeah. where I draw the line. Agreed. Agreed. Of course, we had to include this teaser for an episode in the future because we're going to be back talking about Princess Switch 3. And we'll see if any of our predictions came true. Is there going to be five Vanessa Hudgens? Only time will tell. But I feel like Christmas is Teddy's and I's favorite time of year. So I can't wait to shoot the shit with him. This next clip, I was laughing so hard. And honestly, some of these things like still haunt me to this day. I swear to God, I get turkey leg propaganda on all of my socials uh, because of this one clip. Here is Nick from episode 44. I'm glad we brought this turkey situation up because uh, it was just American Thanksgiving and I've been wanting to talk about turkey for a bit because honestly, if I think of like kind of like the main meal or the main course at like certain big holidays, um, which if I'm thinking like big holidays for food, I think Easter, even though I'm not all that religious, um, I think 4th of July here in America, even though it's just hot dog and hamburgers, like it's a big food barbecue. I love that. And I think Thanksgiving and I think Christmas. And of all of the meals, turkey's the worst. I don't know why turkey (laughs) has such a hold on like not only the American people, but the world. Because, and we were talking about this, you know, a few weeks ago, because you had tweeted something about drumsticks. Yes. So uh, let me pass the conversation back over to you (laughs) to give some background on the grab that turkey has on human beings as a whole yes okay I'm glad you brought that up because I have been tweeting on my personal account so if you follow RTBP podcast on Twitter you will not find this um but on my personal account I just said I'm back on my bullshit and that's eating a drumstick every night but I was worried and I this this thought crossed my mind before I tweeted it like will people think I'm talking about like a turkey leg like drumstick and I was like, that's, like, fucking disgusting. I'm, like, bas- basically vegetarian. <laughs> also, my mom is going to give me shit for swearing so much on this podcast. But I was like, that's disgusting because I, like, barely eat meat. For some reason, I think it's disgusting. And I just don't want people to think I'm, like, chewing on, like, a little turkey leg in my bed, <laughs> like, before bed. But it's, like, an ice cream cone 
honestly, I never eat ice cream. Well, I eat it like a every night apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like for some reason, I was at the grocery store like a month ago and I picked up these drumstick ice cream cones that are like mocha flavored. They're like mocha cookie crunch or something like that. They're so good. They are so good. Like sponsor the pod, please. But anyways, so I was like, I hope that people think don't think this. But I was like, ah, there's no way they do. People know me. And then Nick messages me and he's like, is this a turkey leg or something like that? I was like, no, I can't believe people would think that. It's disgusting. So here in America, we call those like a big dipper. Like it's the same thing, I think. So like, when, and I love a big dipper, but like, I don't I call it a drumstick. Like that's not the proper title. But in, in me checking with you, what you meant by drumstick. Cause I was like, I hope she's not talking about like a turkey or chicken leg, but she very well could be. Um, we have this common shared experience of the giant ass <laughs> turkey legs they serve at Disney World. Like yeah. no condiment, no side. It's just like you walk up to the shack and it's like turkey leg, turkey leg. You walk like 10 feet down the road or some other shack. It's like turkey leg, turkey leg, <laughs> buy a turkey leg here. Like why? 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 Kay. Like, okay, they don't even give you like a fucking box for it or like no, a don't. tray. They hand you the bone and they say here as if I'm like one of the, the like, what are those people called in Snow White that live in the woods with her? Dwarfs? Dwarfs? As if some, I'm some magical dwarf. They're like, here is your turkey leg, the size of your head. Be grateful that you just paid $20 for this. They don't even give you a napkin. I know. I know. That's the thing that blows my mind. It's like, I've so I've seen this at Disneyland. And it's like, okay, so I'm about to go on a roller coaster. What do I want to eat before this? Like 20 pounds of fucking greasy meat? Like, no. They're like huge Thick. Huge. Like, they, these definitely came from factory farms. But they yes. are thick thighs. The bone is like hefty. Like people I, like clutch it. No, I, honestly, like it could be like a weapon. If I tried to bring that <laughs> yeah. on a plane, they would be like, no, sir. That can go through uh, check <laughs> baggage. bags. Like, th- that yeah. thing is like a, a evil, like bludgeoning stick. Totally. Totally. It reminds me of when you said that to me. I'm like, no, I'm not at fucking medieval times. Eating like and like drink eating a turkey like, leg. Yeah, and- Cheer <laughs> on your horse. So go blue horse. Go blue horse. And the blue horse dies. And you're like, well, here's me and my chicken leg on this <laughs> plate with my like dirty sink water. Yeah, like drinking out of like a fucking stein. Like, 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 it's disgusting. Okay, if I think of like, oh, what's a time that I'd like to eat? It's like not medieval cuisine. Like, that's disgusting. Like, oh, I want to eat, yeah, like fucking roast turkey and like other animals. Like, no. What is the biggest complaint people have about turkey? It's dry. It is dry. <laughs> Why do I want... You know what? I just cracked the code again. I, I feel like every time I come on the show, I'm like a conspiracy theorist. I Me bet too. you that Disney World sells turkey legs because they're like expensive shit. They only give you the leg. And the second you start eating that turkey, what do you want? A drink. A drink. <laughs> yeah. so then they capitalize on it. And they make you go to the drink station and buy the $10 like bottle of Aquafina because they don't even have quality water. Yeah, I actually, like, honestly believe that. It just doesn't also have any tie-in to, yeah, right. like, 
anything because all of their other food is like Disney branded or like Dole Whip at the Tiki Bar. Like mm-hmm. all of that makes sense. But then it's just like random turkey leg things. I had gone to uh, Disneyland when I was like 10, but I don't think I remembered that. And then I went last year and that was like my biggest takeaway. <laughs> so I, I had never been to Disney World until I turned 18. The summer that I graduated high school, me and some friends road trip down to her aunt's place in Tampa. And then we went uh, like to and from like Disney, basically, because it was close enough. It was like an hour. And for term people don't know Florida geography. Um, we don't. <laughs> so I, I had never been there as a kid. All of my other friends had been there as a kid, like you know, Disney resorts. And I was like, yeah, my parents didn't do that shit with my sister and I. So we got there. and Everybody was having the time of their life. And my sister and I were like, what is going on in this world where there are scr- like there are children crying? everywhere i was like this yeah. is the happiest place on earth and you're crying your parent paid like a thousand dollars for you to cry all day here here's a turkey leg to make you feel better yes and <laughs> turkey leg stations everywhere yeah everywhere yeah like, damn and i was like i thought this was like a southern thing so like i hadn't thought twice of it until you had just brought it up at disneyland which is in california and i was like who, who are they serving in california that wants a turkey leg no Nobody in california eats meat no, no, it is just so weird. Like, maybe I should Google, like, history of the turkey leg at Disneyland. Like, honestly, because it just, I guess it's by the castle, which I guess could be medieval-y. Like, I don't know. It's oh, just... it, no, because Cinderella's castle is not medieval-y because they're trying to purposely be like, here's this, like, rich family and here's this poor girl. But even the poor girl isn't, like, Merida from Braves. One of the things I'll never get over, and you're totally right. I feel like that meme with the red string every time I'm talking on this podcast, just because it's something I'm so passionate about. And then people are going to be like, you're literally talking about turkey legs. (laughs) Well, here you go. It it is. It's and whoever goes to Disney World next or Disneyland. First of all, props to you for risking your life for capitalism. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Second, check out the amount of times you either hear somebody say turkey leg because it's not just the the workers who are yelling turkey leg like there are families that look forward to the turkey leg and the amount of signs or places that serve a singular turkey leg and if you're a turkey leg family dm us and let us know why (laughs) and if anybody has written a research paper on again like tori said about why they have the turkey leg there please I, i would love to read it truly and honestly would love to read it me um, too. So, like, I don't know if there's any high schoolers on this that listen to your content, Tori. Maybe. Um, but if you have the freedom to write a research paper on you, what you want, if you do the, the turkey leg, we will give you a shout out on the podcast. And I might <laughs> yeah. even send you, like, $10 if you're American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. We have had, at least I have had, no DMs yet coming out with any information about why they sell turkey legs at Disneyland. And I am still curious. So again, if that's you, if you have any idea of why they sell this outrageous food item at all Disney parks, please let us know. I am still as bamboozled as I was (laughs) back in November 2020, when we talked about uh, Demi Lovato's Thanksgiving uh, that turned into a 
very passionate discussion about turkey legs. Okay, we are moving in to a clip from episode 47. It was a solo pod and I was sharing a little bit of embarrassment and you know just really getting intimate and vulnerable with the listeners. Here I am talking about being tacky in Paris. The next story is also about clothes and it was like a tweet or TikTok or something that I saw and it's this girl and she (laughs) she's pretending to be a host at a restaurant in Paris and she's greeting the guests and she's saying like bonjour bonsoir bonjour bonjour and then it's like when the host sees me and my mom and it's like hello (laughs) and it it was so fucking funny because that is literally what happens in Paris is like they just start speaking English to you because they know you're like some tacky tourist but okay this is the problem that I have with this it's like what am I supposed to do like pack a bunch of different clothes just for Paris like Yes, I'm rolling up in my like fucking sneaker and like maybe like a khaki short. I don't know why that was the first item that came to mind. Like I'm like in a safari, but I kind of look like that. But like I'm in comfortable clothes because I've been running around your city all day taking in the sights. So yeah, I look like trash, but nothing is more demeaning than walking into like a Parisian bakery or restaurant and then being like hello (laughs) I don't know why that kind of sounded British but literally nothing just says like you're a piece of shit than someone French switching to English immediately I wish one day that I will be that traveler though like (laughs) like that has those beautiful outfits and can like take those beautiful photos remember when I thought that was me in Scotland and then I was in a fucking rain poncho for for the full two days uh I just thought that I was gonna get like some beautiful like aesthetically pleasing Instagram photos and I just looked like a total chump (laughs) okay if you're listening to this On its premiere date, I am currently in Mexico looking like a tacky-ass tourist. So, you know, just put a little prayer out there for me. I, you know, can speak Spanish, so I could pick up if someone is talking shit about the fit. But it's not the same. There's nothing the same as, like, the disdain of a French person as you enter their boulangerie looking for a croissant. (laughs) a croissant there just truly is not okay this clip was highly requested we are moving on to some juicy celeb gossip here's nissi and i talking about our fave couple niley yeah so was there a tour because i definitely went to the hannah montana Uh, this is so embarrassing. I guess it's not embarrassing because it's like, look what we're talking about. But like, I literally went to the 3D concert experience in a theater. Yeah, no, I definitely did too. And I also, I went to that tour with the Jonas Brothers in Hannah Montana. 
I actually saw Hannah Montana when she was opening for the Cheetah Girls. So that was before oh everything else. Oh my goodness. Else. Yeah. You're so living my dream. <laughs> like... I, I had nothing else to do. And I actually made a TikTok because I also saw the Jonas Brothers on tour around the same time. And I was, like I said, a huge Niley stan since the beginning. And I went to the Jonas Brothers concert wearing a Hannah Montana wig because I thought that would make <laughs> Jonas notice me. Oh my god! Like, what was going through your head? Like, um, oh, he'll leave, <laughs> leave Hannah for me. It wasn't even. I just was like, you know what? He's so in love with Miley. Like that episode, he falls in love with Hannah. Like, if he sees me in the crowd with this wig on, like he's gonna fall in love. Like, one hundred percent. I'm obsessed with that. I've seen so many TikToks of girls being like, when I was like 10 or 11 going to concerts and getting like fully ready and just being like, this will be the like outfit that they'll like see me in. And it's so funny because they're like, what did I think was going to happen? Like we were going to like meet and fall in love. Honestly, I love it because it's like I have less confidence now than I did back then. Like, (laughs) you know. 100 percent like I've been taking down a handful of notches I would never do something like that now but like I love that I love girls before society has a chance to like beat them down exactly so I'm like honestly go off sister like you thought Nick Jonas was gonna fall in love with you with a wig on yep he was (laughs) And there you have it. I love in this clip. Maybe it's because it was my first time talking with Nissy. Maybe because I'm trying to clean up the pod for my mom. Who knows? But I absolutely love how I said fall in love instead of fuck. Like Because in my head, I really did want to say fuck. Maybe just that sounded too crass at the time. I've been also listening to a lot of pods about Priyanka and Nick possibly being in a PR relationship and Priyanka being like a big social climber and yeah I found that really interesting I'm specifically talking about the Beyond the Blinds podcast we just had Troy on an episode but I've been seeing a lot of yeah TikToks and blind items and just like gossip stories about this couple you know I would love nothing more for him to dump Priyanka and get back together with Miley. Okay, moving on to another celeb couple. This is Ida and Zach talking about Prince Philip. May he rest in peace. But yeah, I'm waiting like on the edge of my seat for the Queen's birthday and Prince Philip's birthday to see if they show up because I think that will be so fascinating or Prince Philip's funeral to be honest I mean (laughs) (laughs) I mean we laugh so bad I feel so bad this man just had like what open heart surgery or something like he is not well Zachary (laughs) your face was so sincere and then Ida and I are just like dying (laughs) This is I'm like, well, a complete side tangent. Like, I literally think the queen, Prince Philip, I agree with Zachary. He's living life on the edge. I think Queen Elizabeth is immortal. Like, I think she will outlive <laughs> me. Well, the women on that side of the family, they, they don't know. live. Yeah, they live. Even because the queen mother, she was like, an, like a low-key alcoholic. 
and she was what like 103 yes <laughs> but she was she was a low-key alcoholic yeah. like they kept that on the dl but she was like partying up until the end <laughs> so zachary and i were having like a side conversation like on instagram before and we we're just chatting and they go oh um what if the name of the daughter is diana and i was like that is the one thing that could kill Queen Elizabeth. Like, not, not COVID-19. Like, if that baby comes out and it is, like, Diana, funeral time. Oof. I feel like that was slightly cringy to look back on. And, you know, when you're just, like, this is something I cannot laugh at, like, at all. Someone's death, heartache, you know, someone tripping in the middle of the street, something like that, but you just can't help it. I feel like that was Ida and me in this moment. And I feel like reflecting on it, my Prince Philip meme roundup on Instagram was one of the most tasteless, <laughs> yet funny and uh, like most commented on things I've ever done on this podcast. But we have our first two-time entry into, you know, the top 10 moments uh, for the last year of Ready to be Petty. This was a slightly unhinged, slightly tipsy episode with Mr. Nicholas John. It is episode 56, part two. We're talking about those lacti-free bitches. It's almost like people who are like lactose intolerant and they're like eating ice cream anyway. And they're like, I'm going to regret this later, but like, it's not going to kill me. So I don't care. Like, allergies are the same type of like concept as like people who are like mowing down an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's knowing they'll like hate their life for about four hours and six hours. I have like three lactose friends who pre-COVID we would do a weekly potluck and I've never seen three people drink as much milk and eat as much cheese as these three. <laughs> like, milk, first of all, milk is nasty. I'm going to throw my sister under the bus here for a second. So my sister's been working at home for like, you know, nearly a year now, like the rest of us. Well, not me because it's your life, but most people. And this week she spilled an entire glass of milk on her work laptop and it like immediately crashed and then she had to go to work to like get like her laptop replaced and she was mad all week long about this and i was like emily you spilled a glass of milk on your laptop like that's fucking nasty like of all things milk like it couldn't have been water it couldn't have been like margarita it couldn't have been lemonade like you spilled one percent milk on your laptop why are you drinking milk in the middle of the day like that's her first question you know, you know what she had the nerve to say tori well i was eating grilled cheese as if grilled cheese if grilled cheese and Necessitated. milk are like like milk and cookies or like i'm, I'm laughing so hard that i honestly might be my pants <laughs> my family also has this like obsession of like offering milk when we eat like spaghetti no. with like what is with white people doing that? My family does the fucking same. Why the fuck would I want a glass of milk with spaghetti? That seems so bad. Right. And every time I'm like, it will either be dinner time or like be at my parents like eating dinner. And my dad will be like, anybody want milk? And my sister will be like, I will. And I'll be like, you gross ass humans. Like, I actually don't drink when I'm eating like often. And like I don't pair the two, which is probably like an issue for another time we can set aside. Okay. But like I'm not drinking a milk with 
pasta. Like I'm having two things. If I'm having a drink, water. Yes. Because that feels natural. Yes. <laughs> or like if I'm feeling like, you know, it's a night, I'll have a glass of red wine with it. Oh. But the last thing I want with my like jarred pasta sauce <laughs> is a white milk. Like that is so nasty to me because I, I just think back to like when I was like eight and didn't get to make decisions for myself and I'd have like a glass of milk with my pasta sauce and I would sip it and then I'd put my glass back down and it would be like a red <laughs> ring of my like malt on the rim <laughs> that is such a specific childhood memory and I feel like me and everyone else has had that what the fuck is with that that is so weird I don't need to drink a glass of milk to get my like dairy protein like allowance right? for the day <laughs> bitch I eat so much cheese <laughs> and this is what Tori Nick's fourth podcast and probably the fourth mention of cheese <laughs> in a different type of conversation <laughs> 100% for some reason when I think of parents making their kids drink milk at dinner like I really truly only think of spaghetti yeah and it's because it's like oh gotta get the calcium in the strong bones <laughs> I'm good girl I-, I moved out and the milk I buy now is like almond milk and how often do I use milk you ask how often with my iced coffee <laughs> oh my god same I only use milk in my coffees like the last time I had a glass of milk would have been in my childhood it's disgusting I can't even think of that to drink milk on its own like at least I can get like you pouring like a small glass for like chocolate chip cookies if you want to like dunk it like right like if you want the experience that like you crave that gives you happiness like yeah. sure but like milk like, that's the hill we're dying on. Honestly, honestly. Yeah, I, I love how we got here from lactose people. But, like, it is true. I see it on TikTok all the time. People making fun of lactose people that are just like, just get ready for me. Like, I'm just going to do this anyways. Well, it's, like, the only allergy that people have that they, like, can, like, dabble. <laughs> yeah. I think of, like, my friends who are, like, allergic to wheat or are, like, proper gluten-free. Yeah. And, like, they don't even, like, Celiac. mess around with it. They're, like there was a crumb <laughs> on that plate or yeah. you just ate a slice of pizza i can't kiss you <laughs> right it's like a that intense and the lactose people are like you got any more of those cheese sticks like yes give me like the peeled cheese in my mouth oh let's chase that with whole milk <laughs> featuring two scoops of ben and jerry's ice cream okay I'm... sorry to the lactose people listening to this podcast Unless you fully relate to this. Uh, honestly, it's like probably 50% of my podcast listeners. <laughs> I just know. Like I just, in my heart of hearts, I know that it's most people. <laughs> I still think about this episode all the time. I feel like a little BTS, it is the most I've ever laughed on the pod in probably one of the like the couple months in the last year or two that I like needed the most laughs. So I so appreciate that. And I just think the milk thing with your lacti free friends and the spaghetti and milk situ is just like it's niche but I feel like also a universal experience if that makes any sense so I just so 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 enjoyed that conversation 
Next is actually one of a personal faves. I'm not going to lie. I put this one on here. It is from one of the biggest gets I've had on the pod. She was so fun to talk to. And obviously I listened to her pod and her TikToks. Of course, I'm talking about Claire Parker of Celebrity Memoir Book Club. We had such a fun conversation. She's so funny. She could just talk for hours I like don't even need to say anything but this was one of my favorite clips from episode 61. My friend Ashley who's my co-host always jokes that the biggest trolls on the internet are pet accounts (laughs) so she had like a pet account named it was like Scooter the Golden or something Cooper the Golden he was a golden doodle and he would not stop bullying her. He was being so mean, like calling her ugly, calling her stupid. And so she made a TikTok being like, why is it always the pet accounts that bully you and troll you the hardest? And then her video got taken down for bullying and harassing. Oh Cooper the Golden is at large, just bullying people. <laughs> and all she tried to do was ask about it nicely. She didn't even bully him. She was just like, what is up with the dogs? That are, why are dogs calling me ugly on here? <laughs> Oh my! And she was, I mean, that really is. Talk about censorship. That dog thing lives rent free in my mind. I usually absolutely hate dog social media personalities. So I feel like I just got such a kick out of when she was saying that the dog uh, lives on uncensored and scot-free. I am a believer of bones slash no bones days. <laughs> for those living under a rock that is the TikTok sensation noodle a 13 year old pug who dictates whether you're gonna have like a good day or bad day by being able to either like stand up or like only lie down and I swear to god it's the only dog social media star that I will ever listen to <laughs> Okay, we are entering recent times. These might sound familiar. Here is my conversation with Maddie about Authentic Girl Autumn. This was a TikTok I saw that just really rubbed me the wrong way because this week, all of like the pumpkin spice things came back into our life. Yeah, let's talk about that. Thank God. Thank God. I'm like a pumpkin spice stand through and through. It like gets me through the day. Um, and obviously Starbucks came out with their stuff this week, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And some girl had the audacity to post a TikTok where she said that pumpkin spice lattes are chuggy. And I, when I saw this, I was like, you are lying. First of all, are we really going to make a drink? (laughs) They did. And and, and, and she did. And she did. And I mean, thankfully all the comments were like, exactly what I was thinking and they were like that that makes no sense like this is a drink it's a good drink like let us live in peace but then I was it just like the whole thing because I thought chuggy was like funny at first mm-hmm. like all the things that people were saying were chuggy I like g- generally agreed with I was like oh yeah like that's so out of style yeah. like, haha. like it all made sense yeah. you know what I mean and then it just got taken to an extreme where people are calling like the most random things like pumpkin spice lattes that are just like objectively good. And they're calling them chuggy. And why are you ruining people's fun? I don't know. And it just kind of comes back to the whole thing that like anything that's considered like basic is considered like 
bad. Yeah. And that's not true. No. That is not true at all. No. And they always think about how, like, guys always say, like, oh, like, you're so basic because you like your pumpkin spice latte. Like, you try it. Like, try it. And, like, like it's like you, you like will enjoy sports. it. <laughs> <laughs> literally, what? <laughs> you literally just like watch men hit balls all the time and we're supposed to not like to drink a drink that tastes good yeah that doesn't make any sense no so I I just had to draw the line at a girl calling a pumpkin spice latte chuggy because that was just like too far okay I'm so glad that you brought this up because I have so much to say (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it has been I think in Canada two full days since PSL Mm -hmm. season has started And Mm -hmm. two days ago, I made a promise to myself that I was going to have the most, like, white girl autumn of my life. I love that for you. I love that journey for you. Because I was, I, this actually sounds really sad. And I don't think it happens, like, all the time. I kind of feel like I've been, like, suppressing my, like, normal personality. Because I feel like I'm extremely chooky and basic. And I oh actually gosh. feel like shame about that. <laughs> Wait, so you've just been like personally victimized by like all things chooky. Yeah. You're like hiding hiding yes. things in your house. You're like not wearing certain outfits. Wait, that's sad. I know. And I was like, no, I feel like I am always like, yeah, I listen to Justin Bieber and like High School Musical, like get over it. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm turning 29 in a few days, but like, (laughs) I'm just going to like, like live my life. You have one life to live, right? Right. But I feel like I like haven't been drinking Starbucks in like this is like a sin I feel so bad for you I know. you need to have so many pumpkin spice lattes I know I'm fall. going to the other bone I have to pick yeah so I'm gonna I'm just gonna go all out this year I already bought some Halloween decorations awesome I'm gonna like go to a pumpkin patch I'm gonna I'm not gonna like wear a circle scarf but like I'm gonna but like if you want to you should just feel like you can do that yeah honestly (laughs) I feel like I kind of want to like go apple picking with my family in the most just like ironically chooky outfit that that there is like the original like Christian girl fall like I want to become that and just like see what reactions I get I think that'd be so funny I love that like tight ringlet curls oh yeah skinny jeans with like a dark wash like (laughs) a dark wash skinny jean with like a a riding boot of some kind (laughs) that like isn't cute at all yeah yeah the the luke skywalker um Mm -hmm. look for sure yeah I bet everyone's thinking right now there's no way Tori made good on any of her promises because (laughs) she is a flake, but I want to say I have gone to a pumpkin patch, I have made pumpkin cookies, I have drank PSLs, I have a pumpkin spice coffee creamer, I've crunched on some leaves, I decorated my house, I have truly lived an authentic girl autumn. It's been a really good fall. I truly suggest if you ever want to just live a carefree existence, there's nothing more carefree than being an authentic girl in the autumn. Let me tell you that much. 
Okay, this next clip also hit it big in the RTBP community. It is from episode 64 with Mo and Christina from the Movies That Raised Us podcast. And we are talking about the trope of Vogue writers or like any editorial writers uh, introducing their celebrity guest with the longest, most winded, detailed, quirky intro you could ever imagine. So here is Mo, Christine, and I talking about Vogue. This She also mentioned this in the article and then we can move on. But she also did say in the article, like, I know I'm hot and I like leveraged that. Like I knew that my looks and like our combined like Mm. looks was gonna like get us into the door and like right we could like utilize that that's why we started doing I think I read this same article (laughs) probably it was like variety or something yeah I maybe it was like an article on bustle but they quoted like that like they were like we read this article now we're summarizing it in our own words (laughs) yes yes but the photo shoots for those article again I don't know where it was coming from they're so good and they look so like she looks like a celebrity and um the mm. article was like yeah she toned down her bleach blonde hair a little bit and like it was she the just same w- article because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I was like you're really dig-. it it felt very like um you know how when you read like Vogue or something it's like she walked in carrying a chicken yeah. salad with mandarin slices yeah like <laughs> yes. we got it girl uh, yeah. Why is that but, such a popular? Like, I was reading a Josh Bass. I was just gonna say the Joshua Bass. <laughs> I did read that. Yes. It's like he was twenty minutes late and apologized profusely, like before sitting down with his oat milk yeah. latte. Like, as I fans outside shit. took TikToks, we later saw on our free page. I was like, oh, Christ, okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Every article is like that. Yes. I swear yeah. to God. She took off her glasses and breathed on them, and then wiped her shirt with it, <laughs> telling me she never carries a glasses wipe. <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh! God. I don't know. Find a new journalism school. <laughs> Honestly, it's all the same. But like, I would literally kill. To have, to have someone describe like yes yeah. absolutely yeah I, it's that's like fan fiction come to life that's all I want Honestly. yeah that's what it feels like it's the fan fiction it's like yeah fucking Edward walked by and his green orbs even... looked into my eye like <laughs> Precis- exactly exactly yeah what would um your guys's articles be like what would your like intro to the oh interview be <laughs> I have to think of like something quirky to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mine would be like something like she said sorry to every person she bumped into (laughs) and said thank you like a thousand times to the barista. She was handed her coffee and when the barista said enjoy, she said you too, blushing slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, mine would be like so tragic it would be like she came in 15 minutes after she said she would when she texted me she was late the first time um (laughs) she took off her sunglasses and already looked very pissed off like she wanted to leave (laughs) oh 
I love that. Yeah. yeah, there's no way that mine doesn't include that I'm mm-hmm. like extremely late yeah. and extremely rushed. <laughs> like, late rush. Fumbling a million a million things in my hands. Yeah. Like chronically change. Canadian and like that's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like profusely apologizing mm. to everyone she encountered. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our top 10 clips from RTBP's third year in existence. Thank you again so much for listening. And I want to shout out all of my guests that have joined me in the past year. I so appreciate you coming on and you know just taking time out of your day to share your knowledge wisdom and laughter with me so thank you champ carly teddy nick alana sarah maddie ida nicole nissy alex lauren olivia zachary lisa kelly shireen david claire mo and christina i so so appreciate you coming on the podcast what is up next for rtpp more guests our next episode is a deep dive into the framing britney documentary i swear to god i've teased this on the podcast a thousand times but it is finally edited and ready to go so that will be up next week but i have more guests more petty and more personal stories to come this year my goal my dream my hope and wish for rtbp is that we could do some type of like virtual pop culture slash celeb trivia night or something like that if that's something you're interested in i would love to get some of the listeners of rtbp together we can gab and shoot the shit and talk shit and play some trivia so let me know if that is of interest to you thank you again for listening it has been a amazing three years if you are not already but i am assuming you are follow along with my adventures at rtbp podcast on all socials and i hope that you are safe and healthy out there as always i'm your host tori and i am ready to be petty see you soon Bye.